Hi everyone, welcome to episode 16 of Did You Watch The Race? The F1 podcast that looks at Formula 1 from the dual perspective of a long-time fan and a relatively new fan. I'm Colin and I've been watching F1 for 4 years. I'm Jason and I've been watching F1 for the last 15 years or so. This week we're going to be reviewing the weekend's action from Montreal and playing a little bit of F pun. Unfortunately, our wonderful producer Gemma's on holidays this week, so it's just going to be myself and yourself, Colin. Yeah, well, fortunately for her, she's on holidays. <laughs> so, did you watch the race? I did indeed. It was actually quite eventful. I, I really enjoyed it. I was a bit in between. It was, uh, sections of it were very whelming, I would say. Uh, I think I enjoyed it a lot more because I was doing things at the same time. Trying to make a bit of dinner, so I think whenever I looked, there was fun things happening. You were dropping in and out. Exactly, yeah. So. No, overall, there was action throughout the field, top to bottom. and Yeah, well, there was a good bit of fighting going on, and um, some exciting stuff. Penalties causing a bit of drama. Yeah, I suppose, yeah, we'll go back to qualifying quickly before we kick into the race. Yeah. We had very changeable conditions, and that led to a few big scalps in Q2. With Checo and Leclerc yeah. both being out. Checo. I don't know what happened there. He just couldn't seem to get it. Because he had the right tyres on at the right time. Yeah, but the the way the tyres are this year, they're so much harder to get heat into them. So I think he's really struggling with that. And still, like, we're, we're well into the season at this point. He shouldn't be having these kind of issues. Obviously, it rained during qualifying. But there was a small window where it had stopped raining. And the track was drying out. And some people had a very good advantage because they changed their tyres to slicks at a very opportune moment and some people just didn't manage to do that. Yeah. Um, obviously Checo struggled. He did have the right tyres on. He struggled a bit. Yeah, Checo, he was on the right tyres but it, it's a real challenge where there's only one dry line really on the yeah. track and anywhere off that you're you're losing temperature in your tyres, you're, you're sacrificing your warm-up and I think that's part of the reason why we've seen signs get caught in so many terrible situations he just seemed to oh refuse God, and it was the same spot every time yeah he just refused to risk his tyres losing that last five degrees whatever like getting dirt on the tyres and absolutely wrecked like that incident with Gasly was horrendous looking yeah. that could have been oh it was terrifying yeah, yeah. Um, could have ended very badly and he was told by the engineers as well that there was a car coming so oh was he I kind of assumed that, that usually yeah but now I seen I seen a tweet saying that he was told previous that there was somebody approaching him it just looked like he was th- he thought he could get away with it. i didn't see on perez's lap whether he had issues i'm not sure if he had to dip in and out of off the dry line and that might have maybe affected his preparation a bit but look it's the same for everyone that's out there maybe at a slightly worse window but yeah it's a real test of driver's temperament and ability there to be able to still ring the neck off the car while you only have a car's width effectively the whole way around the, the track yeah and then obviously we have the big winner uh, albon Williams obviously made a really good call at uh, the perfect time and they got the Albon into Q3 which was really impressive. Yeah and I think that that comes from Albon as well that that was a, a good it's a good sign of the team that of where they are and where they're going that the the driver and and pit wall were in harmony with yeah. You know he made the call or he he made the suggestion that they had, were backing it up with the data to get straight in on it and just really capitalize like when you're a team like that you have to capitalize on those sort of situations and they absolutely did and yeah massive kudos to both yeah driver and team. I think it is funny now cuz obviously what you're saying that shows like a good harmony between driver and the team. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to obviously bring up the other side of that <laughs> where we're looking at Ferrari where Leclerc said please let's go in for slicks and they were like no let's set a time on our inters. Um, which I found at the time as well, I was like, that's such a silly move. Yeah. I think I realised 
whenever Albon had swapped and they were talking about the track trainer, I was like, oh, that's such a good strategy. And then Leclerc was like, let's put on slicks. I think he was like, right after Albon had changed, Leclerc was like, the track's drying up, please let's put on slicks. And they were like, no, we're sticking with enters, set a lap first, then you can put on enters, which is so short-sighted in my head. Yeah. Um, And obviously didn't work out for them in the end. Yeah, yeah like Leclerc the, obviously managed to recover in the race, but still. Yeah, Ferrari just a victim of inaction, really. The delta between slicks and intermediates even is so enormous that once you get a clean lap with slicks, you're almost guaranteed to be faster. It makes intermediate tyre runners completely irrelevant. So, oh, yeah. given the amount of time yeah, that was left in the session, the, it was a no-brainer. Like, Obviously, it didn't work for Perez, so maybe there's some merit to it. But yeah, I think just because, obviously, if you're making a million mistakes... It's very obvious to point out another mistake. Yeah. And just be like, yes, obviously it's a Stick mistake. it on the bill. Whereas, so one of the guys I was watching it with said at the time, if it wasn't Ferrari, it might have seemed like a good strategy. But because it's just them and how yeah. company they are, it makes you feel like it's a bad strategy. But it worked out for them in the end, I think. The internal bias, yeah. I, I thought the same as well, yeah. I suppose we'll touch on that in the, in the race section just, but on qualifying then, obviously Q3, Hulkenberg... It was oh, yeah. fantastic super or it was fantastic heroics to do it. I'm not gonna rain on the Hulkenberg parade and everyone likes to see the underdog doing well. But it was just again <laughs> similar to Alpine, it was right place, right time. They got their laps in, the conditions worsened. Similar to how Magnuson got pole last year in Brazil when there was obviously Russell crashed, but Yeah. Right but place, right it time. It didn't stand, didn't it? No, so it he ended up uh he got the penalty for speeding under the red flag from Piastri. So that's where he lost. Uh, it, yeah, yeah, yes. But still, it's a nice morale boost for himself and for Haas overall, just getting getting a bit of eyes on the team. So obviously, unfortunately, they couldn't do more with it. But so then on Sunday's action, yeah. So I, yeah, it was a it was a reasonable race. I, I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, we had Max getting away off the line well and pushing out, but but never. I think Aston Martin and Mercedes are genuinely closing the gap. Oh, one hundred percent. 100%. I think Max is still holding a bit of pace in that car. I like he he was never in trouble at, at any point during the race. But I I don't think they're as comfortable as they were at the start of the season. And we're seeing that with the, they're not bringing as many upgrades as as Mercedes and Aston Martin and Ferrari are. But yeah, I genuinely think that that gap is coming down slowly but surely. Now Alon- Alonso oh, yeah. and Hamilton are doing a lot of work on making it that way as well they're really pushing each other on as well so you know we're seeing two cars we're seeing two cars push to the limit and max probably sitting back a little bit it's it's giving me hope for the rest of the season oh yeah definitely i think it's really obvious no sorry it's not really obvious but if you look at last weekend and this weekend max was really struggling like when he's he was leading leading by miles but he wasn't comfortable all the time he was going over track limits and stuff and he managed to obviously finish it with no issues yeah. but he wasn't as comfortable as it may- looked like if you just kind of looked at the numbers and how far ahead he was and then again obviously this weekend as well like he had that moment running over the curb I don't know if he was like zoning out because he was bored um, but like he didn't even make an attempt at the fastest lap he didn't like he had a gap window for yeah. pitting and he didn't come in didn't put on softs like they let Perez do that obviously it was like it's not worth the risk so it's not as comfortable yeah. as you might think it is. No, exactly. And they still had to, when, when Hamilton and Alonso pitted towards the end of the race, they still had to cover them. You know, they were... Exactly, yeah. Now, mostly at risk of a safety car or something like that. But still, the fact that they they didn't have it completely their own way. And yet, that instant where he went over the curbs, I suppose you could chalk it up to a little bit of apathy, maybe. But 
Yeah, and the fact that he's laughing about it, I think he was just kind of zoning out. Yeah, but again, Max is Max is a top-notch professional, so it's interesting to see from his point just then that he's, he's zoning out in a race isn't ideal, you know. Yeah, but like if he like he's he probably hadn't seen anyone all day except for the back markers, and then at that point, yeah, you know. It was like lap what was it, lap sixty something, and obviously this kind of flies in the face of what we were saying there that he still has so much pace left in the car, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody does the minute is but but it's definitely less than sorry the, his pace isn't less. I think Mercedes and but yeah, Max pretty much perfect weekend excluding the the fastest lap obviously, but that's yeah fastest lap yeah. Apart from that, it's the the mini slam the mini slam yeah. He's now led 200 consecutive laps. I think I've seen a stat that he's led since... It's crazy. He's led since mid... Miami? Yeah, since Miami. So whatever, 20 laps into Miami when he overtook Checo, he's led since then. I think he had 40 wins as well this weekend. I love the way Hamilton has. <laughs> yeah. 103, I think it is. It's pretty funny. Uh, like if you watch a race since 2007 to now, there's a 33% chance Hamilton won it. <laughs> which is That's just ludicrous crazy. and yeah look he's he's basically driving perfectly at the moment I, I really other than so you know since Miami zoning yeah, since Miami the only comments we've had about Max has been he look how imperious he is but, but as in our only negative comments were, was he went over track limits a little bit in Barcelona and had one slip up this weekend on the curbs yeah. you know in if it wasn't clear that was me mocking you <laughs> I know in five races you know he's in the best form of his life and in the best car that he's ever had he, you know amazing stuff yeah it's I'm look I'm not a big Max fan but you'd have to just look and say we're getting to witness one of the best driver car pairings the sport has ever seen so yeah. you know he's he's been there in the team since 2016 so he has to get credit for the car and where it is as well you know the drivers are a massive part of that and then on top of that obviously his ability so yeah it's scary to think what he could do in the sport depending on how long he sticks around on the other side of the Red Bull garage Checo's absolute stinker of a weekend really all around yeah um, yeah I don't have much more to add than that he just didn't have a good weekend like the last three races he's really just disappeared yeah I don't know he peaked at one point and now he's just kind of fallen off and not even that he's fallen off he's falling behind the rest of the cars and I think that's even more of a sign than that Mercedes and Aston Martin are catching and up. Ferrari like on pace on a better tyre he couldn't keep up with the Ferraris the weekend like that's well yeah but the Ferraris are very fast again I don't think it's sorry it's Ferrari has a good car they have a weird I think they need to have a look at their strategist like yeah but whatever the team dynamic is so there's something wrong there. I think it, I think this would this was always going to be a strong track for Ferrari though as well it suits the car and very low tyre deg which that is what really hampers them on a Sunday. But even still with that, with it being a favourable track, you know, yeah, it, it's, if anything, Checo's poor performances are just putting even more weight into how good Max is at the moment on yeah. top of that. But yeah, he just seems like driver with absolutely no confidence. And, you know, I think maybe bought into his own hype a little bit. Well, the media hype around him after, say, Baku, that he was bringing the fight to Max. And then once he couldn't, you know, one small slip up then felt like a much bigger slip up when he was fa- facing him for a championship. Whereas now he's not really facing him for a championship anymore. And I think he just needs to regroup. I think in more of the opposite way around where I think he's he's reading into the, I don't know, the D-hype. Where paper saying he's gone at the end of the year. 
they're looking to replace him or Ricardo's there etc all that stuff about all the memes you see about him and Helmet Helmet being like you're shit yeah but do you know what I mean like I feel like if you're seeing that all the time it's like regardless of what you think your relationship is with your higher ups yeah like that would definitely affect your, the way you perform and stuff and the pressure I imagine he would feel when he has Saturdays like that yeah yeah. so like that, that, and it's the flip flop between that the he's a title contender yeah. he's a bad weekend oh he's terrible he's getting replaced oh he's a title t- contender again yeah emotionally it's yeah. A, and it's it's what separates the good from the max <laughs> it speaks again to what Rosberg spoke about and why you retired after 2016 that to race at the level that Hamilton was racing at and I would say Max is similar at the moment you just need so much sacrifice in your life and that Perez is a family man there's only probably so many times you can go to that well of you know trying to combat somebody who is so natural and so good at what they do and not that Checo isn't good but going that extra last little mile that 1% extra all the way around the lap not just in on a certain track or on a certain corner it's you need to be 1% extra than he is everywhere Lewis and Alonso really showing why class is permanent they just seem to be absolutely knocking out of the park this year oh yeah both of them like especially when they're both in good cars they're in very equal equal cars which is what makes it entertaining yeah. you know there, there's a couple of tents a, a couple of tents here and there on different tracks but they're they are fighting each other I, I think the Aston Martin was just that little bit quicker this weekend Hamilton obviously got the jump on Alonso early on and then kind of held on when Alonso was approaching up to him I thought Hamilton was going to be able to put up a bit more of a fight but I think I think they knew the it, fighting was just going to ruin their own race and try and get him on strategy oh definitely yeah I think you can even see at the start of the race when Hamilton took second place Alonso just remained calm he didn't let George like take him out do you know what I mean yeah. he kept his head cool he bided his time and then he was able to take it back in the end and also at the end of the race when he was uh, lifting and coasting a lot managing yeah that brake issue yeah exactly yeah the brake issue and his fuel consumption and to be able to do that without having to not not having to worry about Hamilton but knowing that when the time came he could put it back because I think at one point Hamilton was within two seconds it got down to yeah two seconds a second and a half even I think and then it was like Two or three laps, all of a sudden, it's yeah. back up to three seconds. Uh, and again, that's really good work between him and the team, where the team would have been keeping him updated between the pit board and comms, and they would have known that they could, say, bait them into a certain amount and then push on. You know, manage the car, manage the car, and then just, just ease that out. And I'd say then once Mercedes seen that gap going down to, say, 1.5 and then back up to three, they were like, oh, no, they have it in hand. We're just probing yeah. them, you know. Another topic to talk about is Stroll. Still doesn't seem to be managing to step up to the plate. Yeah. Like even during qualifying, I think he put the car under the wall and he managed to like have a fine... I think he went out in Q2, didn't he? Out in Q2, yeah. Yeah, and like, I know we keep talking about him being a decent enough driver. He just doesn't seem to be stepping up to the plate. Yeah, like I said last week in the podcast, if, if we had a wet qualifying, that's Stroll's kind of conditions. And that used to be, you know, he a couple of wet qualifiers, he really put the car places it shouldn't have been. So... Yeah, I wonder, is it a similar situation to Perez, you know, where he's he's just lost confidence, needs to just get a couple of results under his belt. You know, Spain, obviously, two weeks ago was good, but Alonso was haggling with a damaged car and wasn't going to challenge him on it anyway. Yeah, I don't know, how much how much leeway do you think he'll get? I think he's probably at the, the end of it. 
not sorry, not the end of it, but I think he's at the tail end of it. I don't think if he if he starts performing any worse, and if he can improve, I'd imagine there'll be questions asked by the end of the season. Yeah, I I think it's obviously somewhere like obviously Papa Stroll is going to support him, and as he should, you know, well as he should, as he shouldn't. That's a whole other debate. But it's the court of public opinion where you know if he's just left in there getting torn to shreds. Is it worth that level of anguish? Like you see what Latifi was getting previously and you know, personally is there there's only so much that anyone, no matter who they are and what they do, there's only so much that anyone can put up with before he himself will maybe step away or you know you don't you don't know because if it keeps going this way, yeah, I shudder to think what people will be saying about him. Yeah, yeah, I can't imagine he'll st- I think if he can't pull it together I'd I'd be very surprised if he stuck around next season. Switching gears and talking about there were other Mercedes drivers as well. Russell obviously had an unfortunate race. Yeah, he did pretty well to get back to where he was um, from that incident he had at the start. So he put the, he put the back wing into the wall. He put the whole car into the wall at one put point. The back, the yeah, back, wing was back wheel and the, the front wheel as well took a bit of a clatter. Yeah, he obviously caused the safety car. Like yeah, in lap ten or lap fifteen or something like that. Yeah, um, and he was able to pit. He didn't get lapped, and he was able to catch up and put himself in the back in a pretty good position. I think it was. PE at one point yeah Albon fighting Albon yeah obviously unfortunately had uh, to retire the car eventually due to whatever damage I don't know if it was related because he managed to run the rest of the race I like 60 something I imagine it is yeah I would be almost certain it would have been a cooling issue um, possibly around the brakes that there had to have been damage under that that right side that was yeah a, it's just a surprising big, that it lasted so long after the yeah, yeah, but they could could be looking at temperatures starting to climb and climb and climb slowly. You know, you could have a bearing failure and that was heating up. There could have been any number of, of components there that would have been lining up to fail. But yeah, of, overall, still not a terrible weekend from George. Like, obviously crashing out of the race from four points wise, but terrible. You see, I think Mercedes this year, are very, it's a very different goal to Mercedes of, of the last few years they're just looking for pace in the car right now you know i think and george being able to race from the back of the pack up to eighth they'll see that oh we have good pace in the car we got picking through the pack with damage you know there's a lot of benefits also they're looking at second for constructors as opposed to winning it this year and they're already in second yeah and they're really just fighting alonso so yeah like it's it's a massive concern yeah definitely finish up the top end of the grid with ferrari a really good sunday from them like genuine pace in the car good strategy both, both drivers ran clean races got through everything it was exactly the weekend they needed really you know they're still not they're still not going to challenge 100%. Max obviously Alonso the or, signs and his penalty but uh, yeah well that's yeah <laughs> but that wasn't their fault they're obviously a bit off the top three at the moment in, in terms of but in terms of pure drivers you know as in, in terms of but yeah. genuine pace in that car and I think they'll be looking yeah to, to start pushing picking up a few podiums in the next few races so just moving down the grid then in the remaining of the top 10 we had Albon who obviously had a really good weekend for the great call that they had to put on softs during qualifying Albon was able to eke out P7 I think it was stemming from a good qualifying in the race Albon was able to eke out P7 done some fantastic defending uh, was able to keep George at bay until he had, the, had to uh, retire from the race managed to fight off the McLarens as well as well as and made a few made a few overtakes as well yeah, he made a fair few overtakes, so he had a really, really good race. Yeah. It was unfortunate that Sergeant Obvious had to retire, but 
Albon managed to show that the Williams is actually pretty decent this year in terms of the backmarkers. Very impressive. He had a great, just a great stint on tyre management as well. Like to to fight cars off like that while still managing your tyres while while they're on fresher rubber around you as well. It was just a yeah. really really mature performance, and it was just kind of ironic given Perez's performance this weekend to see. Yeah to see Albon put that kind of performance in it was really good to see though yeah yeah re- really good race for him and then the McLarens as well obviously Lando had that penalty but very good weekend for them I didn't actually see the clip of what happened but I assume he just backed off off way too much under the safety car yeah it was similar to George a couple of years ago it was he's just behind and then he, he sped up nothing happened thankfully he didn't cause any issues but I could see as a safety concern what what that might do. I think they were saying so he got done for unsportsmanlike yeah. uh, conduct, and I think I think their thought was that he was backing it up to put pressure on people so that they couldn't pit or yeah. something along those lines. I think that was the thought process, um, which potentially could be true, but also potentially could have just been a, an yeah. Accident. Either way, um, it's, it, it could have been a glitch on the dashboard for his deltas. Could have been anything. The team could have been telling him something, but uh, other than that, yeah, they. Yeah had really good pace in the car Piastri obviously unfortunate in qualifying with that crash but ran a really good race I really like Piastri I'm really looking forward to him oh yeah he had a fantastic overtake there was it against Bottas yes yeah I think it was Bottas or it was yeah it was absolutely fantastic very very good job um, but that that crash in Q3 was is really the, the first thing he's done wrong this year obviously he's not as fast as Lando yet well at the moment yeah but you know, and of all the crashes you can have in a rookie season, a, a wet qualifying in Montreal isn't the isn't the worst in terms of you know likelihood. So I don't think it should affect him that much going ahead into the rest of the season mentally. Yeah. Because he, considering it's his first year, considering his teammate, considering the car that they have, I think he's doing. Really, yeah, and really the, the fact that he was a year out before this as well, obviously with a different team, Alpine on the yeah. on the sidewall, on the pit wall, but. Yeah, really looking forward to see what he can do for the rest of the season. And McLaren seem to be chopping and changing in that midfield as well. Oh yeah, they're they're definitely improving. Their car looks in a lot better shape than it did at the start of the season. Alpine then obviously picking up points with Ocon. Ocon ran, very quiet race. He was well, yeah. once obviously behind Norris when Norris had the penalty and then couldn't get past Albon, obviously. So a clean weekend from him. Gasly was very unlucky all over throughout the weekend you know the getting held up by Gasly or getting held up by Sainz in Q3 in Q1 definitely in yeah it was an awful yeah thing. and that was his lap he was setting so I would assume he would have got through on that I, I can't remember exactly what he was up on his delta but I would have assumed he would have got through on that and then even just the safety car came out a lap after he pitted off his softs if he had to get that if that had come out a lap earlier yeah, his race could have been completely front. different so yeah he just gets he seems to get very unlucky Bottas finished out the top 10. It's the first time we've really talked about him in a, not necessarily positive light, but in a positive light <laughs> in a while. Well, in, yeah, he's kind of been very quiet, and I don't think that's his... No, I think that car, just... I that that that's definitely down there at the worst, track dependent, so... Yeah, him and Joe seem to be kind of... They're doing everything they can, but no yeah, they're, they're not getting much of an opportunity. The only other really thing was De Vries is... Oh, De Vries and Kevin... Yeah. That was, that was a, it was frustration stupid. is what it looked like. He he was trying to barge pass, not not necessarily yeah. barge pass, but where he put the car, he was never going to get it stopped. You know, he, he was just never never no. making that turn, and it just it yeah it, it reeked of desperation of trying to 
get a good move out like he's obviously under massive amounts of pressure there but you know forcing the matter isn't going to improve that and he's another one that i think all the kind of jokes about helmet marco being knocking on his door kind of putting him under pressure sort of um and magnuson obviously was very unfortunate to get dragged into the runoff yeah with him like if Magnuson was able to break slightly before that he could have dodged the car because I've seen people done. saying oh well Magnuson locked up anyway no Magnuson locked up because he went to turn and then there was a an Alpha Tower he turned he did turn into the car and then yeah exactly so I, I think Magnuson would have would have like meant to turn wheels. was probably expecting freeze. now Magnuson is a very hard racer through and through anyway but he was in the right there you know so unfortunately oh, yeah, I don't think it necessarily ruined his race I, I can't remember what I I or, they weren't exactly looking at points at that point anyway, but still, yeah, just unfortunate for him. But yeah, DeVries, he's, he's living in a chicken farm at the minute, walking around on eggshells, I would say. So yeah, I think it's about time to rate the race. So looking at our ratings, the top three races we have at the minute are Monaco, Miami and Australia. I don't think it challenged any of them. No, definitely not. I'm thinking this probably would come in after... Jeddah. No, I think actually maybe after Australia. Yeah, I, th- I think it was it was better than for me. Jeddah. It was similar to Barcelona, but with a bit more entertainment. I would say. Yeah, I think there was a lot more to. There was a lot more drama and a bit more. Yeah, we're hitting a point in the season where we're kind of getting into the swing of things as well. There's kind of narrative starting to pop up. You know, you have Alonso, Stroll, Perez, Verstappen. So, them kind of little battles now are fleshing out a bit more. Oh yeah, definitely yeah, and there's a lot more excitement. I think this time around with a couple of penalties and obviously the P2 race. Obviously, and also, can I just say the podium was fantastic. There was like, there was Max, Alonso and Hamilton, yeah. obviously. How many, what's that? 11 world titles on Yeah, on 11 world there. drivers titles and Newey obviously being the Red Bull representative for their 100th win. Oh, so yeah. he has, as you said, he has 11 constructors titles to his name of cars he's designed so Jesus. probably one of the most decorated podiums of all time so yeah I think I would put this solid fourth maybe yeah I think fourth it's good with me do you want to stick it in that's our Canadian review done next week on the podcast we're going to be previewing the Austrian Grand Prix so stay tuned for that next Wednesday So joining us this week for our F1 segment is our talented... Hey guys, it's Nicole. I have been watching F1 for as long as Jason has been making me watch it, which is four years that he's given me fingers for now. So there you go. So this week's topic is exercises. We haven't thought of any, so... (laughs) Okay, Valtteri squat us. (laughs) (laughs) Hit hit us with Uh, some more. Did you you get some more while you were... uh... Well, I just have like George Muscle... Yeah. George Muscle Up, maybe. Oh, yeah, George Muscle Up. Uh, Yuki Sun Yoga. <laughs> L- Lewis Hamstrings. <laughs> oh, I don't know any exercises. <laughs> this is uh, biased against you, apparently. Alex Abs on. <laughs> Sergio Plank. <laughs> what? Lewis Treadmillton. Nice, well done. What's Spa's full name? Spa Frank or Champs. I'm trying to think, like, you know, if you go to the spa after, or like, I don't know, I'm trying to fit that in. Spa Frank or Planks? <laughs> <laughs> Do you only know Planks? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Charles Le Crunch. Hmm. 
the crunch french apples they're banana does it have to be like uh, physical exercise related could be could be math exercise related no. Total mental exercise. Total Wolfram Alpha. I like to break a mental sweat too. What? Total Wolfram Alpha. No. <laughs> no. Oh, oh. Lance mm? stroll around the block. Dancer size stroll. <laughs> <laughs> Fernando football. Thai Zhou Guan Yu. <laughs> and for any of the Thai Bo fanatics out there, that one's for you. Max for Steppen. Oh yeah, mm. like getting your getting your first steps in. <laughs> exercise ball lock on. I was Jesus thinking exercise ban lock on. Yeah. I thought you were gonna say Esther Plank. Lock on. Oh no. Uh, barbell Rogan Sergeant. You know, like Rose. Broken yeah. search. You should just cut out that silence there before that. <laughs> you you peaked peak too soon with Valtteri Squatas. Uh, Squatas is all brilliant. downhill from there. Yeah. In fairness, I can't think of any other exercises. Yeah. <laughs> like bench press. Press. Ooh. Bench Perez. Ooh. Sergio Bench. <laughs> Suck it, Nicole. <laughs> God damn it, Nicole. Thanks very much, Nicole, for joining us for that. Be sure to check out her artwork on Instagram under Coley T Illustrations. And while you're there, check ourselves out at Did You Watch the News? So that'll be all from us this week, folks. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next Wednesday with our Austrian race preview. If you've enjoyed the podcast, be sure to give us a follow on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. It really helps us out if you leave us a review there and make sure to tell your friends and family to give us a listen. Thanks to everyone on Patreon who sponsors the show. Crickets. <laughs> you should put that. You should put in some crickets. Yeah, you should definitely yeah, put yeah. that in there. <laughs> so, thanks for listening. I've been Colin. I've been Jason. Gemma's not here, and we'll be back next Wednesday. <laughs> I can't hear you. Like seething away. Go. What is it? Hey guys, it's the call. <laughs>